After starting out with the most horrendous crash we have seen in recent years, the Bahrain Grand Prix turned out to be a snooze fest. However, with three laps to go, a wrench has been thrown at the race for third in the constructors. Let's jump the start. people welcome in to the jump to start f1 podcast uh my name is wellington i'm here with two of my closest friends ruben say hi what's going on guys yancy hey hello <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> today uh we're gonna just go through and review the uh bahrain grand prix as you can tell we're a little somber today not so much uh you know the race was a little boring but just um I mean, let's just jump right into it. But the accident that we saw earlier today with uh, Roman Grosjean flying off of, essentially not flying off the track, but he was trying to swing over to the right side of the track to get around, I guess, a pack, including his own teammate, Kevin Magnussen, getting clipped by Kvyat, who we have to assume uh, Grosjean just didn't see him there, flying into the Armco barrier, barrier through the barrier, the car getting snapped in half. We saw a fireball, and miraculously, we see uh, Grosjean uh, coming out of essentially coming out of the fire like the Night King, like uh, our friend Ruben was uh, saying. Guys, what are your thoughts on what we saw transpire? Well, I think uh, what we saw. That, no, obviously it was a very when we when we, even when we saw that as it happened live, we were just like, "Oh my god!" You know, because we obviously we saw in the back end that there was some action going on as far as like people going off track, but we never thought that somebody was going to crash like that, especially Grosjean. And obviously, as far as like critic wise, that I you know that I sometimes we are or I, I am of Grosjean. I don't I don't wish that on the guy, but just glad he's okay. He was able to walk away from it from the way it looked. He didn't. I didn't think he was gonna, you know, walk away. He was gonna. He was getting out of there very injured. Just you know, all the safety protocols that that have been put in place over the years in F one, they are working regardless of whatever prices pay for them. When I saw the fireball, I immediately knew it was serious because it it looks like something when you look at old F one documentaries and exactly. and videos. That's the type of things that you saw in the 70s where you had, unfortunately, you had a lot of race car drivers dying at a, a large clip. Almost every weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so when you see something like that, when you see fire go up, especially these cars that they have a ex uh, fire extinguisher within the car, um, the, the, the gas tank is not aluminum, it's a Kevlar that's, um, you know, not prone to just breaking open like that. When you see a fire like that, you know that it was serious. And we were just waiting to see if he got out of the car okay. Um, it was very wearing. I, you know, obviously we don't, th that's something that brings us all back down to earth. And it's something that, um, that you would see the drivers even with their, uh, in their interviews after the race, it was something that they mentioned. They said, you know, First of all, let's just thank God that Roman Grosjean's okay. Uh, 
and now just and then looking at the replays, thank God for the halo. That's one thing. Um, because he literally went through that arm call, and if that halo wasn't there to split that open as he's going through, it would have been a lot worse of an injury. Maybe we he wouldn't be here today. So um the safety measures work. We don't see them. You know, just as a casual F1 fan, just I mean, we're not casual. We're obviously super fans. But um, just if anybody looking at that race and watch these crashes and they use these crashes and highlights and stuff like that, obviously there is a human being in these cars. It's very dangerous for them. They feel it more than anybody. But something like that where you go through an, through a barrier, your car goes up in flames. He literally, I don't know how he had the, luckily he wasn't knocked unconscious. But he had the presence of mind to obviously take off his seatbelt, get out of that car, and get out of there before that fire literally engulfed him. Um, you know, thank God for everybody, you know, to everybody who was involved in putting these safety procedures in place. And and because of that, this wasn't a lot worse than what it was. Uh so it's one of those things that every incident builds on itself, right? So you know, we, I, when we were talking during the race, obviously the Armco itself has gone through its own various iterations. The monocoque itself is built to withstand, you know, whatever kind of impact and to break off and keep the driver safe. We have all the uh, the fireproof, the fire retardant. They're wearing fire retardant underwear. They're wearing fire retardant, you know, suits. racing suits, the helmets, the, the head gloves. socks, everything, the gloves, uh, the halo itself. Uh, is a recent, uh, I don't want to call it an innovation, but it's a recent uh, addition as part of, but all of that just came together to uh, just, I, I feel like we had said it before, I don't ever want to see another racing fatality. So, you know, thank God that everything worked out and that uh, Grosjean for now, it's safe. I, we're recording immediately after the race, so we know that he has broken ribs. He's got, uh, you know, some burns, but... He has burns on his uh, on his foot and his hands. And, um, yeah, I always... I said, I've said this before. After a crash like this, there's always something to learn. And I think now they're... And Ross Brown mentioned this after the race. They're going to look into the arm call and see how they can fix that so that car doesn't go right through it. it. That was, if you just look at the aftermath, you'd be like, how did he get out alive? Yeah, and I guess uh, well, Nicky Lauda, when he had his accident, he was inhaling toxic fumes and, and there's oxygen now in the in the cars. I think Ruben mentioned, I was like, there's no way because it would explode. But right. turns out that, you know, that there is, it's just a lot of stuff. And frankly, I was the, the most shocking thing to me is that he was able under his own power to get out of that car. Like that must have been just pure adrenaline, like yeah. Survival I mean, mode, obviously. I mean, you know, again, the Yancey mentioned earlier. Imagine that the halo was not there. So I'm pretty sure that barrier would have hit him straight in the face. Mm -hmm. Yep. Or straight in the head, more than likely not get him unconscious. I and mean, we would have probably that hole be saying the story different now. That hole within that that piece. If you say it, it it's a, basically a hole that opens up, that hole was made because the halo pried it open yes. as it was going through. No, meaning as it impacted, it did not move the halo at all. Mm -hmm. So the other metal had to move by itself. So that's pretty much what made the opening that way to go right. into that. And, and he pretty much went straight nose first into that, which is super dangerous. And then his car split open, really. And that's how the gas came up and everything just went up in flames. That was crazy.
So we, um, during the race, it was revealed that uh, Roman Grosjean won driver of the day, but the real driver of the day was of the medical car who was tailing, as as is tradition in Formula One, first lap, the cars go out, the medical car comes out immediately behind them. Alan Vandermeer, uh, driver of the day, driver of the medical car, they were right on the scene within seconds, obviously, as they were trailing the, the, uh, the group, uh, jumped out. Uh, along with, I believe, the other driver, the other passenger, the doctor is uh, Ian Roberts, I think his name this is. Yeah, Dr. Ian Roberts. Um, right on the scene, <laughs> literally jumping into the fire. Yeah, came um, re- literally into the fire. With One with a fire extinguisher, the other one went to reach for Grosjean. Um, and they got him out. They got him out, yeah. I don't know what kind of training they would potentially have for something like this, but whatever it is that they did, keep doing it. Gunther Steiner came up right after... Uh, you know, when he had the first opportunity, they were interviewing Alan Vandermeer and he was, he literally said, you know, you guys really say he, he was a little more colorful than what I'm going to say, but <laughs> you guys, you know, really saved the day, et cetera. Uh, and obviously they took Grosjean right off to the, uh, to the nearest hospital. Um, is there anything else to say on this, uh, this situation? No, man. I mean, it, it's, uh, just waiting to hear on 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 Grosjean. Hopefully, obviously, he's seems like he's good, and hopefully, there's no lingering effects after this. We'll see how it affects him mentally. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, it wasn't too bad for like you guys said before. His wife and kids at home watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably won't be seeing Grosjean again because it, it's two races. Uh, you know, the remaining two races are back to back. Remaining. Uh, he's got, if he's really got broken ribs, I cannot imagine taking those G forces on that car. Uh, so, you know, yeah, may, we, maybe we, the end of his career right there. Well, I mean, definitely it doesn't look like he'll be back in F1, but it wasn't obviously because of this, uh, it was the circumstances. Uh, he was rumored to have a car or uh, driving Indy car. Uh, but like I, I mentioned this during the race to you guys, um, you know, after something like that, especially him, he has a family, he has a wife, he has two kids. Um, you And then, uh, you know, coming here to IndyCar, it's a bit more dangerous when you have ovals, which is something that he has mentioned before. Um, because in, on a real oval, and we'll talk about this later, on a real oval, um, you're going at an excess of 200 miles an hour, but there's no braking involved. It's just lifting and coasting when you're going through those corners. So... When you have an off on an oval, it's pretty dangerous, and you know you can refer to a whole bunch of crashes. The latest one for me was uh, Robert Wickens uh, in Pocono. Pocono, yeah, we were there. When he literally went through the fence, and he's still rehabbing and can't really Jeez. walk by himself. So um, he is like, I think the mental aspect is going to be super important, and he'll he's going to evaluate his situation uh, to see if he really wants to put himself at risk especially when he has a young family all right so from there i just want to take a step back obviously that deserved mentioning first safety first but i do want to take a step back it's unfortunate i got to do this but i want to make sure that everyone's aware we're on our social media platforms at jump to start f1 let us know what you think on twitter or instagram uh you know we're very active during the race during qualifying during the week just reach out say hi uh, you can email us at jumptostartracing at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Jump to Start Racing on YouTube. Uh, we'll be putting out a, uh, you know, obviously an, uh, some 
videos, uh, not not the videos, but clips of of this um, podcast episode. Uh, you could find us on podcast platforms on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. So please, uh, obviously, just make sure to follow us. Give us five stars if you like what you hear. Reach out. You know, let us know what you want us to talk about. You know, we'll give you a shout out. Um, on to the rest um, of the yeah, race. Yeah, how did he do? Mentioning everything. I'll give him a pass. Okay. <laughs> Grow your Satan today. Go, yeah, Grow your Satan today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll give him a pass. Uh, anything you guys want to talk about with regards to practice? This is one thing I want to talk about, but anything you guys want to talk about with regards to practice? No. I mean, uh, uh, you could just see that the practice was, uh, you see that it's going to be high tire wear, um, but there's really not, nothing really happened in, in practice to 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 war in a conversation I'm assuming so yeah some of the testing was done I think practice one on the new tires and stuff like yeah, that yeah that's what I wanted to talk about and Lewis Hamilton came out right off the bat right after saying they've had two years to develop these tires and they're still terrible oh my god uh, I wouldn't say a whole full two years though but regardless it's a long time <laughs> it's a long time right, a year and a half no 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 no. <laughs> but here's a th- last year they didn't like the tires so they went with the with the old tires um, obviously COVID hits, they don't have time to develop the tire. They, even during the season, you can't develop a tire through zoom. <laughs> you want to try? <laughs> so I'll, I'll overnight you the, you know, the rubber material so you can have it in your hands. So tomorrow in the zoom, yeah, <laughs> in the no, zoom meeting, you could tell me how it feels to you. Listen, I don't, I, or maybe you could run it on the computer generator, you know, like <laughs> running on I mean, the, that's what they do nowadays. It, listen, I, did, I don't know. I, I, and they do have two years to it. They didn't. They don't have a full two years. That's what I'm trying to say. You with everything happening, well, I don't know. It's the car's going to be different next year. Also, I mean, it's not going to be as you know the same, but it's going to be different. I think they should just run run it because they 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 um they didn't like the tires last season, so they so they x those out and they and they were essentially on what twenty seven what twenty eighteen tires. Um, they need to change them because they need those those tires need to. Uh, be developed for the high lows that they're going to be taking. So deal yeah. with it. <laughs> but everybody had trouble with the tires. With everybody, yeah, well, who, everybody had problems with the tires for this year. And then next year, they, I, I don't know, whatever. No, I don't know. And, and when the people that were trying it out, oh, I don't think that is anybody, just a Hamilton yeah, thing. Yeah. No, yeah. I think everybody just had problems with it. Either major lockups to it. What was the thing? Stefan Alcon had the, had the spin. So he had to immediately. He didn't even like he do one, you know, two laps on. It. He had to immediately come in to change him out. And... I don't know. We'll 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 see as as this develops during the course of the off season. I guess coming up. Uh, the other thing was everybody was ready to uh, to just bury Alex Albon after his crash. I think it was an FP two. Um, <laughs> funny how things turned out the rest of the weekend. But yeah. uh, everybody was like, "Hey, just you know, time for Checo to jump into that seat." That was a nasty crash. It was. Oh. It destroyed it was the very car. Bad. How, very, th- very how quick things change yeah. in Formula One. Yeah, and through no fault of Checo's own, you know. Yeah. Uh, all right, so qualifying, pretty chalk. Uh, Hamilton, Bodas, uh, Verstappen were one, two, three. The shocking number four, Alex Albon, five, Perez, six, Daniel Ricciardo, Esteban Ocon, seven, eighth, Gasly, ninth, Lando Norris, and tenth, Daniel Kvyat. Um, who was it? Carlos Sainz had an... His his car, uh, 
his brakes went or something like that in in uh, qualifying too. So he his started brakes 15. locked up. Yeah, it was even crazy. Um, yeah, that was a nice spin. <laughs> yeah, his brakes locked up. He he went he went. It wasn't going into a braking zone. Was it turn one? Yeah, turn one went into the braking zone. The brakes locked up. He yeah. just he couldn't even move the car. He I laugh. I remember when he got out of the car, he tried to push the car to see what was it was just locked in place. I laughed because there was a uh, a shot during the race, and I was like, "Holy crap, it's happening again!" Where like it, it was, I think, signs on. Well, whatever, we'll get to it. But it was, I think, signs on uh, Albon or or Gasly, something like that. Um, but it, qualifying was whatever, other than the standout of Albon finally having a good qualifying in in P four. That's all he needed. That's all he needs to do is qualify high up. Yeah, he'll get good results as as we see. see today. So he didn't have to say, "Guys, don't put me out on traffic." <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So top three race finishers. Well, we'll go through the race itself, but um, just to kind of really focus on the top three on the podium positions. Lewis Hamilton wins the race. Max second place, and Alex Albon third place uh, on the podium. What's there to say other than, oh, look, Hamilton got, he, based on the first place starting off of the grid on qualifying, had a tremendous start. Um, After the, there was, so obviously there was a red flag period after the Grosjean crash went on for an hour, is able to get back out there, still in the same spot because he got off to a good start at the, at the beginning of the race before the accident. Another fantastic start. You see him in the Max Verstappen on board just, He's out. He's uh, he's down the road before Max is even really going. Uh, not much more to say here. He, it was just a commanding lead the whole yeah, way. Once he gets out in front, there's no stopping. Especially, there's, there's, I mean, even in rain, he'll he'll get out in front. Um, it's just like you said. That car you said it before. The car is made to run out in front. Um, he got off to a really good start. Uh, he was on the clean side of the track or the grippy side of the track. Uh, and said he doesn't miss a beat. Ah, he's good at all. He's good at all aspects of racing. Because in the original start, both us lost like six, six places right at the beginning. Ridiculous, insane, <laughs> <laughs> insane. I, I, you know, if what saved, I mean, it, uh, he had a bad race either all the way because he picked up a puncture and and uh, and even at the re, at that 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 second both restart, yeah, he. He was just off today. I don't know what happened. He went back to the old boat house and just couldn't he, start a race. He stopped practicing on the race starts. Yeah. He got he has to continue practicing race starts. And you know, <laughs> but I said it before. Yeah. Checo Checo uh, got off to a great start. Um in both starts. Yeah, and he both was starts, he yeah. was in third. He was in third. He he was also on the anybody who was on that right was it the left side the of the left track side, yeah so the odd numbers of the start yeah anybody who's on that left side of the track which is on the racing line has more rubber laid down got up to an excellent start it was one two three four so yeah the odd numbers side. yeah well max got up to a good start on that first on the start second too. One. Oh yeah well, no. on, the, on the on the second one it was a terrible start on the on, first one on it was the first a great one he start. got a really good start oh, he God. was third and then yeah. we talked about sergio perez he started fifth in that first that first start and then mm-hmm. third in the second start so right. you know obviously it was the racing line. It's got the wear in it to be able to get the grip. We were talking about just to kind of the whole Boras thing. Even Lewis Hamilton this weekend said <laughs> to give the guy a break. He's doing really well, but he's racing against 
me, me, you know, Lewis Hamilton. The GOAT. So, yeah, and he's had a string of bad luck. I mean, punctures and not that he's driven great. Yeah, two but, punctures today. Like, who, ha- who has Yeah, who the hell to? has two punctures? I mean, and then a last race out in Turkey. Well, I mean, if you're driving in New York on potholes, then yes, right? But not. Well, I don't think we all drive Formula One cars in New York either. <laughs> so True. <laughs> Shout out to Eddie, Wheel and Tire Depot. <laughs> <laughs> well, what Butter has to do is learn how to avoid also debris. Because he's, is he like a, he's driving a garbage truck. Know. He's driving a Mercedes, not a garbage truck. What? But what debris was there on lap one when he fell back? He had to immediately go into the pits. No, I think he got touched. He then he, he and on lap one he got he got hit from behind or he got touched. I think the debris that he ran into was when uh, when Stroll flipped over when he flipped over Stroll. Might have been that. It, That's they, they on the don't second, know. On the it's second just, one, like pretty much the ending. He, he runs into a lot of debris. Because that happened to him a couple of years back in Baku. Yeah, actually, well, oh my won god! Won god. What a, oh man, he was in <laughs> you the see lead. What I'm saying? I, oh. I get flash, you know, flash uh, yeah. memories on that. Was horrible! <laughs> oh my god, know. it's just bad luck. Oh, you, that just put like a pit in my stomach. Like just, <laughs> yo, he had that win. Oh, yeah. but today he didn't have it. Though. He didn't have no win. He had no. It looked like he, he was driving a different car. He was driving a a, a pink Panther thing. <laughs> and then with the one the one note one difference I I do notice is that when um. When Botas does fall behind in the pack, you know, it's happened to Lewis. Obviously, it hasn't happened a lot, but, you know, we see Lewis throughout the years. When he's behind on the pack, even that car, that car is made to run up front. But Lewis does tend to move up the pack faster than than Botas does. So there you can see the differences. You have, you know, I think that's just a mentality issue. It's just the the will to to win and move forward, Hamilton has that more than Bottas. I think it also has to do with, hey, I'm having issues with the car right now. How can I solve them? Okay, let me get the front. Why? Because the car is well, made to run in clean air. So, so let me, I got to get a front. Oh, I, my car's running hot. I got to get yeah, to the front. I just don't oh, Yeah, exactly. It's like just, anything, I got to get to the front. Hamilton, if Hamilton makes it work in the same car, Bottas can as well. He just doesn't have the temperament. So I got into my feelings a little bit on Friday. It was... Oh, what was it? Pace. The four year. Oh. Yeah, thank you guys. The four year anniversary of Nico Rosberg winning the championship in obviously in 2016, right? For sure. So, yeah, for sure. So, you know, we were tweeting <laughs> some of the uh, some of the interviews and just some of the stuff like the, the Beyond the Grid interview was phenomenal, right? You, I, I tweeted it. I'll tweet it again and I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. It was phenomenal. Just the amount of stuff he had to go in. And also the Lewis Howes interview on School of Greatness of Nico Rosberg just understand that he is, you know, defending about us. Nico Rosberg drove himself crazy to be able to beat Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Just l- l- let's remember that. But then at the same time, you have to overcome some of these small things when you're in the best car on the grid to be able to get ahead. Yeah, your man was in the back of the back of the grid racing Sebastian Vettel in a Ferrari that just clearly just did not have it this weekend. There's, I don't think there's an, there's any reason you're, that car is just so fast. And, and then especially on a track like this, which is a, you know, has a lot of straights, very free flowing, it's a power track. And you can clearly see, like you see the Ferraris were clearly struggling because they have no engine power. That car should have been way more ahead. Than where it wound up, at least Botas's car, where it wound up. 
I think it has to do with him. He has to wake up when he's like in the back. It's not the first time that happens to him when yeah. he's falling behind. It's, a, it's like he gets demoralized. Yes, yes. exactly. Are you like me now? Oh, yeah. But that, so that's one thing that, like, in in both interviews, that's one thing that Nico Rosberg would talk about. Like, he has like this almost imposter syndrome because Hamilton was so good. It would be so easy for him to just be demoralized. So that uh, one of the things that helped him a lot was meditation and just kind of really trying to center himself and just forget about that stuff so that he can just stay in the moment and focus on what he needs to do. And it's almost like, man, I, I kind of see a lot of shades of what Nico was talking about in Boras when he falls back, that he just, oh, am I good enough to do this? Can I compete with my teammate driver? Can I compete with anybody else on the grid? It's like, Wow, it's it's I, I don't know. I, I recommend going back and listening to another those. another thing to note too is that obviously the championships are wrapped up. So he's not fighting for a driver's champion. He's not fighting well, he's fighting for but, second place. I got you, but but let me finish. <laughs> okay, dude. Okay, <laughs> let me finish because that wasn't my point. Oh, my bad. Okay. The point is that even if you're gonna be a top line driver, even if you are not fighting for something, you need to turn it on. Boom. And you need to go and you need to give it your all and just, you know, soaking in your feelings um, and and be like, oh, nothing ever goes right for me. It's not going to work. You just got to push forward. And that's something that Hamilton does and, and Botas does. Well, I think also he's racing a different Lewis Hamilton. I think what helped out Rosberg when he won also was the momentum that he carried from the prior year. Obviously, it's only been one more weekend, but Lewis was also ahead this weekend. He was not I falling think, back. I think he did say that too. You know, like yeah. for example, I believe uh, the year prior to him winning, he had won all those races after the three the last three races he won it. The, the year that he won the title, the first five races he won it mm-hmm. because he carried the momentum of the previous yeah. year. He carried that high. Bottas has not been able to carry any high at all. Right. No, right. he just he just gets stopped in his tracks. And and also, it's like you said, Hamilton right now is a very different driver than he was even back then. Martin Brundle said it after the race. There's there's nothing really that you can pinpoint in Hamilton's it's not a different driving style. It it's just that he does everything fundamentally well. He's solid. You know, he's he's quick. He can he can he can adapt to the car, any situation. You hear him complaining about the ra- anything on the radio, he'll adapt to it and still put that car in first place. I mean, he is overall right now clicking on all cylinders, and when he's doing that, it's hard to beat him. The title, obviously, is wrapped up this year, but the points are there for grabs. Also, Bottas has to be hungry for them. I think Nico Rosberg was super hungry. To also, he also, it's not shown anywhere, but... To me, he he also got into Lewis's head because you know they crashed at one point. Yeah, you know they yeah. they had that kind of uh, uh, what they call animosity yeah. that mm-hmm. you do not see between Bottas and Lewis. And yeah, it, you know, like, it, it's um, to the point of the competitive. I'm not saying that they literally hate each other. It's just a competitive. Right was also right up to that point there with Rosberg. Meaning, Bottas right now would like second place, like would like to you know a podium every race. But I'm talking about Rosberg in, in those years. Was actually disappointed that he didn't win. Right, right. Like pissed off, like right. You know, whatever happened that you know maybe my strategy got messed up, or you your strategy happened to be better that weekend. No, I don't want that. I want to win. Right. Mm-hmm. There's an inherent pressure where if you make a mistake, somebody is going to overtake you. Hamilton doesn't have that pressure. Who's? I mean, we commend Max, and obviously he got second place, and we'll get to that. But we commend Max for the way he's been able to. But he's just not in the right car to be able to put consistent 
pressure where if Lewis Hamilton slips, it so he doesn't I, have the Mamba mentality. Lewis has that. Lewis is an assassin. He sees the win. He wants to go after it. The only other drivers that I can see on the grid that maybe have that right now would probably be Verstappen. A, um, I haven't seen it from Leclerc, but um, Verstappen is probably the one that you can see that he just wants to win. But the the car's not there. He no. needs yeah, ex- yeah. He needs a car to to bring exactly. it to to, yeah. to Lewis. Because yeah, you you could have the the energy, you could have the attitude, you know, the stance, whatever you want. But if you can't catch me. Yeah, but even, oh, well. but you can see that fire in Verstappen. He, oh no, yeah, what I mean, but he, he needs to have the equipment. No, to no bring I got it, you. To, no, to he has it. But but what I'm just talking and about. That's what Rosberg had. Just that attitude. Just that attitude. You hear Verstappen. Yo, let's just throw everything we have at these guys. Let's yeah, send he said it today. And see what we can. They 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 we, try everything. We got nothing to lose. Let's just go. Let's they go even go. went for a last let's minute pit <laughs> stop to you know to see, but you know, they. It's just that car is not a that Red Bull is not as fast. But if that safety car would have been a couple of laps earlier. He would have, you know, it would have would, been close. Well, yeah, but if he would have had better tires than Lewis at that point, yeah. But I mean, that it, it yeah. always, you know, to take chances. It was always a what if is there. That's racing. Yes, I. Mm-hmm. So, like we talked about, um, Hamilton first, Max second. Pretty nondescript race. He was just out there, right? Not, Max not really much. Max, yeah, not really much. To t- he consistently being the second best driver in the grid and being able to overcome the advantage that Boras has in the. Uh, Mercedes, granted, Bottas had the issues this this race. Uh, third place, I, honorary third place, Checo Perez, who <laughs> very nondescript race, just like Max, but ended up having the. I mean, we'll we'll talk about it later, but ended up just having the bad luck, allowing for Alex Albon to shine, move up from fourth up to third onto the podium. A solid race weekend all around, right? Is that his second podium? I believe that so. is the second podium. Yes, but it's Different. like it's um it's what we always say about midfield team. We used to say this about Checo too. Is you race solid enough, and maybe something happens that you pick up that podium, and that's exactly what Albon did. It's not something that he could that he hasn't done throughout this season, um, but he did qualify better, which was something that we all point pointed is his weakness. If he can qualify up there, and he said it before the race, when I qualify up there now, my goal is to be a thorn in Mercedes' strategy. He said that before the race. and that's a, But the first step in doing that is qualifying up there so you can be close to them. Because the minute that they get up front, everybody's gone, obviously, because they have clean air. He also had a pretty solid race, too. Yeah, no, but he had a solid weekend overall. Yeah, yeah. So... You know, he did exactly what he was supposed to do is be right behind Max, not too far off, even though they were way off. But I'm saying just in position mm-hmm. places and pick up that podium if it just presented itself. Like this. And Checo's engine blew up three races to go. I mean, three laps to go. Jeez, man. Well, three races to go also. Three laps to go. And you capitalize on that. And he got a podium. And now Red Bull 2-3, double podium for Red Bull. Good for them. Um, yeah, well, we'll see if he's able to maintain that seat going into next year. All signs all signs point to, yeah, he's yeah. pretty much going to just stay there because he's already there. He has been showing improvement the last few weekends. It's just a matter of can he keep up with Max? and He can't. 
<laughs> well, well yeah. I mean, but yeah. I mean, at least do what he did today is. <laughs> that was a pretty solid answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as far as. With a nice accent too, too, right? <laughs> what he needs to do is be a, what a Botas is. No, better no. than that. Better than, be better than that. He needs to bring it. No, 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 no. But you're misunderstanding. You probably focus on the on the solid. Meaning of the solid being a solid number two driver. Meaning that you're qualifying up there. Bro, I don't even think you're racing up number there, two driver. and you're and you're maximizing the amount of points that you can get per race. That's what Bottas does, and that's what Albon should be doing. So uh, it always makes me wonder how lucky is he that Gasly went through so much stuff the year before that literally Red Bull just needed to show patience with Gasly. That Albon's in the seat now. That they're likely going to be a little more patient with him. Well, they don't have a choice but to be patient. They don't have anybody else to bring up that can be in that seat. Paris, not bring up. Well, I'm talking Simon. about within yeah. the program what yeah. Red Bull traditionally does. Right. Um. So all right. So that's the top three. Uh, move on to the midfield. We're, we'll go. We'll call it the bad luck losers. Right. So. <laughs> Valtteri Bottas, obviously, we just talked at length about him. He had the terrible start, had the two punctures. He was just, he was just in no man's land today. Uh, racing point as a team today, the biggest bad luck loser. We'll start with what, exactly what we were just talking about with Checo Perez. Uh, well, we weren't talking about him, but the, the whole Red Bull thing, he was rumored to, to be able to fill that seat. But man, this guy was comfortably in third place in line for his second straight podium. Um, and then just lap 55, power unit gave out. Car smoking, literally on fire. Uh, seems to be a trend today, I guess. But um, obviously had to had to pull the car over and uh, DNF. He tried to finish that race. He did not want to pull over. <laughs> he, <laughs> wanted, yeah. he wanted to at least yeah. try to coast. I thought he would try to coast Listen. and at least get a, at least get a, be, a, you know. This has to be heartbreaking for Paris Dude, too. Yeah. Forget about the team. Because obviously for the team, even the thing, the, the, uh, even the guy the, with the glasses, even, I, don't, I don't know his name. Uh, Omar, Omar, Omar Safnar. He was, at, at the end of the race, he was still sitting there like <laughs> looking at the computer like, did this, yeah. just, this just really happen to us? They you went, know, but Paris that, that has this high, I would say his seat is uncertain or his, you know, his job. And he's in this high of, I could do it all right now. Because, look, I just got to put in last week. I'm getting another one this week. Oh, by the way, your engine is about to go fire. No, 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 no. We could coast. Like, I got this. I got this. They were, in the, they were in the fortunate place that, uh, obviously, Racing Point is in a battle for third place with Renault and, and McLaren. And they were, the, the Renaults did not run well today. Um, they were obviously in the points, but they were further back. McLaren was right behind them, but they were nowhere near them. And what saved today was what what would have saved the day and would have put um, racing point. racing point up by I think maybe almost twenty points in the construction standings. No, they would have. They would have. No, I was going to pull closer because McLaren had the two had cars. The, had the two cars, so they they went from. At that point in the race, three laps to go, Checo getting a podium. They had the unfortunate circumstances through no fault of his own that Stroll got flipped over with a collision with Kvyat again. Um, and, he, you know, the car got flipped over, so that car's gone. Then they have the engine trouble. It makes it more interesting for us, the fans, because you're going to get more of a fight. But if I think if they would have got, if Checo would have gotten that podium, 
you would have seen, especially with the next few races, especially the next week's race at the quote-unquote oval, uh, you would have seen Racing Point pull away in that third place. But now it is definitely a good fight between McLaren, McLaren and, Racing and, and Racing Point. Um, and I don't know where Renault is, but it, 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 Renault's looking like they're dropping down. So I'll break it down right now. McLaren's at 171. Uh, Racing Point's at 154. Renault's at 144. So keep in mind. Still pretty close. Yeah. Keep in mind, both Racing Points didn't even finish this race. So imagine imagine that Checo had stayed in third. That's 15 points. Right. Jeez. Then it's also minus, what is it? Minus... Uh, three points, and then two points lower. I, I don't want to do the math. I can't do the math right now. But it it would have been – so there's a difference right now of 17 points. They would have been right there. Um, it would have been, uh, if not tied. It would have been in the third not, place. Now you yeah. have McLaren in the third place? McLaren's in third place. In, it Who would have thought? We, no and, pun intended, in the driver's seat. Yeah, and, and we – and I've – that's the thing with McLaren. I've always said, I've seen, I've seen this throughout the year. McLaren is is where they, where they are. But what's good about McLaren is that they're they're consistent. Mm-hmm. They're they're basically the Checo Perez of teams right now because they <laughs> run, they run in the, within that. They are always scoring points. Both cars are scoring points, and they've been consistent. What you see with Racing Point is that they get large points haul, but then they have other races where they don't get nothing. So the, and they're not constantly they're they're there thereabouts, but during the race something always happens, and they just can't score the points. And Renault is the same way. Renault has a good weekend, has a bad weekend, good weekend, bad weekend. But you have McLaren there, consistent, always scoring points, even if it's a one or two points. But they're there, and this is what it gets you. You now you're in third place, and you're in the driver's seat. No pun intended. To to win that race, to win that race for third. Yeah, I mean, the McLaren has been running very consistent. That's how you score, you know, how you how you grow a lead or how you get it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, racing points because they got to get rid of Stroll, dude. Like, screw that. They got to yeah. get rid of Stroll. Yeah. I don't care. My dad owns yeah. the They need to team. score points consistently with two. Yeah, but that's, that's what's going to drive consistency, having mm-hmm. two people that are, you know, normally there. I think... Hulkenberg would have done a way better job than Stroll today. Yeah, and, but that's the and that and that's the reason why, for example, you see. Let's just go to another part of the, of the standings where you see Mercedes and Red Bull. The reason why Red Bull is not closer to Mercedes is because they haven't had two cars consistently finish up there. Of course. So you know you gotta have. Omar Safnar said that after stroke crash, yeah, it's a blow, and obviously this is before the engine went out on on Paris. Um, it's a blow because in order for us to win this, this, you know, this this race for third, we gotta have two car scoring points. That's it's key. So it's important to have a second driver that is consistent and can constantly score points. Really. So and let's read out the. Li- I'm sorry. No, we gotta say it. You know, McLaren is is running. You know, has a solid card. You know, they always had every time they have the package, they always perform. And the two drivers are. Pretty much right there right too. Right there, they're, they're, you know, Sainz did a couple overtakes today that were crazy. That I mean, the one on Charles oh, Leclerc. Charles Leclerc, yeah, he did. Was... He and then he overturned. I believe he, that was Ocon or Ricardo that he did on the outside. 
In the same turn, he did on the inside one, yeah. to yeah. charge, and then and he yeah. did on the outside to either Ricardo or Ocon. Which we is, were not, you we're know, seeing uh, a killer instinct in, in signs that we haven't seen before. Uh, yeah, I was oh. giving him shit. I was giving him <laughs> crap earlier, literally earlier this week, and he proved me wrong today. So last seven races. Wait, wait, wait I'm sorry. Ferrari next year is going to have two Carlos. Charlie in English, Carlos in Spanish. So, como? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Walt. I'm sorry. Last uh, seven races for Racing Point. Sergio Perez's finishes: fifth, fourth, fourth, seventh, sixth, second, and obviously today did not finish. Mm-hmm. Oh, which in the points? Lance Stroll retired, retired, COVID retired, thirteenth, ninth. Today retired. Obviously, no fault of his own. Today, uh, there was a couple in there. Well, there was one in there that was no fault of his own. Obviously, the coronavirus is its just going around. He scored a grand total of those seven races, two points. <laughs> They'd be... That's like a solidified third place. Clear in front. Third place. Obviously, they took the 15-point place penalty, or 15 point penalty as a constructor. But, uh, all right. So, other the other bad luck loser on the Racing Point team. Lance Stroll, this was... We agree. No fault of his own. Kvyat no, was just, no. it was like he was playing online and he just, he was me. He just sent it. Yeah. And yeah, uh, sent it, it, it right into like Lance Stroll. It seemed like it was, um, you know, obviously the, the, the Grosjean crash was the worst of all of them, but obviously you don't want to see a F1 car flipped over. Um, both involving Kvyat. Uh, the second one was definitely Kvyat's fault because he should have backed off on that corner. The right. Grosjean, I believe it was just that Grosjean was cutting across. He didn't see him. And I Grosjean clipped him, and then that's when he went off. So, um, but yeah, I, that one, it was, Brundle said it without even seeing the replay. It looked, when he saw the car flipped over, he said it looks like it was face-to-face, the wheel, and it just flipped the car over. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Um, Yo, shout out to Brundle. He was, yeah, he was on, on point, point today. today. Unbelievable how good he was today. Yeah, he said he's like that's probably a face to face, and I'm like, wow, what is this guy? And then I saw him like, wow, this guy's like, wow, he knows he knows what he was talking about. But um, Kavia should have backed out of that. He was already off the track anyways, and um, and Stroh was way ahead of him. There was no reason why he would should have been there. So that, that's why he got the 10 second penalty. Similar, I believe, crashing the same track too. I was a different situation. It was Pasto Maldonado, Esteban Gutierrez. Esteban Gutierrez was it? That he flipped him over when Pasto came out of the pits. They met in the corner. And fl- yeah, and yes, him over. yes, yes, you're Crash right. Door, <laughs> Crash door Maldonado. Yeah, you're right. It flipped him over. That's one. <laughs> I forgot what team. Similar, you know, similar yeah, way yeah, of yeah. the action, the action, the contact. Face to face tire, yeah. boom. Yeah, they, the tire basically gets in between the two tires, the front and rear tires, and Clip. the 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 back tire rolls over that tire and it just the front yeah the front of the other cars mm-hmm. got to really feel for racing point who do they've done everything they could to provide a great car and yeah but it's racing it's those little things that fill the cup that, yeah those 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 are, those are the little things that make the difference between absolutely. you winning and you losing absolutely they you know they got to learn to do it better Red Bull obviously does it better. Uh, Mercedes does it better. Right now, McLaren does it better. Yeah. So I mean, and 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 just on the flip side, you look at Ferrari. The reason why Ferrari's in this place right now, where they're at, is because they haven't done that. So that's yeah, that's the next bad luck loser on the list. Yeah. And it's not just Ferrari; it is Ferrari-powered cars. 
ugly weekend. Um, yeah. Even Charles Leclerc, that he normally outshines when when this when Ferrari engine power cars are having a bad weekend. He was also he did finish tenth. He got a the, point. The the I mean we obviously had him finishing up a little bit higher, but we thought that the car was better. But one thing that I I personally missed in just doing the the pre race analysis as far as who's gonna finish, where is that we forgot that Ferrari's engine sucks and Bahrain it is a power track for for potential DRS zones. There's that many good yeah. straights there. Exactly. So I mean, well, we base. So if they struggled this week, I could imagine what happens next, next week. We we yeah. base our our opinion on the for you know where we place the Ferraris based on how they performed the last two races. Yeah. We didn't take into account you know the like high the, speed. Yeah. You know because we're coming from the up the latest upgrades that mm-hmm. they did, which have been working awesome for them. Yeah. Obviously, it's but, still not there with the power with the power and the straight lines. It's still not there. So it showed this. Yeah. This and weekend it, it showed that the power and is it not makes there. sense that. Because their upgrades have come on the aerodynamic front. Oh, there you so, go. So you know, the Ferrari guy, maybe through, he knows. The, through the through the corners, it's it's better. But when you get on a long straight, obviously you can't. If you if you even if you do get an overtake on one of these corners, you can't defend it because yeah. you just have no engine power. And you, you can see too? that you can show that today with his battle with Sainz, with Leclerc's battle with Sainz. Yeah, because after Sainz took him over, Leclerc had DRS and was not able to take over. We're not, we're not able yeah, to get it back. It just can't. I mean, it's just different. I mean, and also goes to show you that Renault's engine has gotten better as well. So. Well, I, so I want to. We should not apologize because Ferrari last week in Turkey, a fast track. Granted, there were other circumstances there. They were second. What was this? Uh, Vettel was third, and Leclerc was fourth two weeks ago. So in a fast track, they did pretty well. Yeah, but it's not as many straights. I think it's the straights yeah. that, that get you. The long streets. The long streets, yeah. Oh man. It's because one thing is a fast track if you're if you're going around curves, that's one thing. But if you have straights, uh, what do you have? Like three or four straights on this track? I mean four four straight, three DRS zones. Yeah. It it should be four, to be honest yeah. with you. It's, that's mm-hmm. how many straights. So, so ah man. I thought that they would have better luck because Bonato wasn't on the track. So <laughs> it wasn't this weekend again. It wasn't this weekend again. Oh. So the curse is not no. unfortunately, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it's not Bernardo's fault. <laughs> it's I mean, fault. It, he's the boss, so technically yeah. it still is his fault, right? Leave my guy alone. Oh man, <laughs> dude, what a strange race today was, man. It was uh, boring, but also like interesting. I, I don't know. Uh, it was one of those in be- but, like these tweeners. Like, yeah. it was kind of interesting, but now it started off very well in the midfield too. But then at the end, it just tailed off. What? So what? What will make? Obviously, what did? This race had obviously a big collision in the front, a big crash in the front, and then had a bunch of back back and forth battles after the second restart and stuff like that. But what are you, what are you guys, what are we looking for to have an exciting? Obviously, I'm with you guys. It was like a snooze fest towards the middle you know, of the race. What are we, what are we looking? What what is that we feel is missing? What what was it, what was it that stopped happening in towards us as the race progressed that made it a snooze fest? It's still racing. Obviously, is it because? Mercedes is so far ahead and nobody's catching no, them. Like, because you know, we, at the, the end of the, the day, we weren't really watching The that. one thing that I noticed... Or is it what's what being shown to us on TV that's, that's causing that sometimes? No, the, I thought the race, to, the race did director, a good job. He did a good job today. Because he was catching the action. As like I said, the battles were prevalent at, at the beginning when you had differing strategies. But everybody seemed to go on the hards at the end of the race. So everybody was running at the similar pace, obviously, because the, the hards were the better tire. They were more durable. 
um, they were faster. The softs, there was a few people that ran on the softs, and it went off after what seventeen, eighteen so, laps. So pretty much, that's pretty much what's causing snooze fest towards us in in the, in the middle of the race. That no team is taking any risk. No, Nobody's taking no, a risk. I think you can. There's no difference. No, but you know, obviously, I'm just pointing out, you know, like yeah, so there's, there's who's no the one that that's what, what team is the one that's going to say, yo, we need to take risks to get ahead. We need to do this to get ahead. Well, Red Bull tried and they couldn't do so it. So here's I'm, I'm yeah, going. But Red Bull tried it with Max and he couldn't catch up. That's pretty much what it was. But there was there was already such a big gap in between them. I'm talking about what what does it need to be done? In, I'll, I'll tell you, right? So in, in in this race, <laughs> no, you keep asking the same question. Uh, I'll tell you what, right? In this race, we had the tire degradation was going to be an issue. It was already previously declared yes. before the race even started that it was going to be a two-stopper, right? Mm-hmm. They went down the middle, C2, C3, C4. What would have made this much more interesting in which the strategy would have mattered more is if they went C1, C3, C5, in which there was a bigger gap between the tires. I think that I think that the... Uh, Meaning more degradation. More degradation on the soft end, but yeah. you're faster because you have much more grip. Yes. So... You guys said, yeah, everybody went on hards, but there's not enough of a penalty versus, so it's a C2 versus a C3. There wasn't the, much of a difference between the hard and the medium. There's not that much of a penalty. Yeah. Just do a, bit, just a little a little longer sting. That's it. Right. So what they should you. do is they should separate it by a, mm-hmm. uh, a compound, right? They, or, uh, there was a time where they had the ultra softs, the super ultras or the hypers, whatever. Okay. So you had the seven tires. Go back to that spectrum, and now you could do. And they have done that before. Yeah, and and now you're so you're... jump like a gap in the middle. Exactly. So super soft, go to mediums. You know, I'm going back. Also, like super soft, not soft. Or, no, super or soft the to way medium. they are now, you can do a let's say, a, let's say a, a, C, a C a C five C four C two or something like that, or even go towards the soft and a C one C three C four. Like does something like that, so they can be a bigger a bigger difference, promoting a different strategy. Obviously, the cars have something to do with it because you can't follow. But in this in this track in itself, obviously with the high degradation, because these these tracks in the desert, something that they brought up on the broadcast, tend to be a little bit more abrasive because you can't have a super smooth track in the desert because it's if the sand. sand gets on it, you're going to be super slippery. So this track is super abrasive. If you bring in a softer compound, then you're bringing in something where they you can have different strategies and see what what makes it. But the key is to have a differing strategy or make the cars follow closer. That's obviously not going to happen until 2022. So you got to bring in something different where you're making these teams think as far as What's the what's the fastest strategy around this track as far as tires? Yeah, is what I'm saying is that the strategy just it didn't even matter because yeah. as you saw, there was not you had guys in mediums, fairly new mediums being caught up to by guys in fairly new hearts, and it's mm-hmm. like yo, what what are we really seeing here? And, yeah. and it doesn't matter because there's not a big enough gap, exactly, and a big enough delta between the two tires. Exactly. So for for our sake, I hope that uh, they make that little bit of a change next next season but uh just to get back to the race itself midfield mclaren versus renault norris and norris and signs we talked we talked about earlier the consistency of the team of the two drivers it's paying off they're in the (laughs) in the driver's seat of the uh third place uh slot for the constructors and as brundo said 10 million dollar difference between third and fifth yeah can you imagine perez 
by himself, keeping Racing Point in that, and then they just get rid of him. Yep. No, I, I just want you guys an additional yeah, $10 million. See you later. Well, that's why it's a team sport, man. Because at this point, Perez has done everything within his power to get that team up there, but the car ran into reliability issues. So who does that fall on? I'm not gonna, you know, I don't I don't Mercedes. know. But <laughs> yeah, Mercedes. It's all Mercedes. They they pushed the button. They needed no, more but points. It, but it falls on <laughs> obviously no other Mercedes engines blew up in this race. So yeah. it has to be something with, you know, how you run the car. Maybe they're set up and, and things like, like that. that. They're set up. There's so many things that can go wrong, but it falls on the team because it's not just the driver, obviously. The driver is driving a machine that the team built for him. I mean it's a team sport. The same thing, going back to what Walt said about regarding, you know, Racing Point getting rid of Paris at the end of the year and he just got you, got you this money. This also adds to Paris's, you know, resume or curriculum, you know, mm-hmm. that, yeah. hey. His CV. CV. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, guess what, guys? Or, you know, pretty much even Rebel saying, yeah, we want to bring this guy because the extra $10 million, he he was the one that got it. Yeah. Look at the point. You know, same thing when we went down, you know, mm-hmm. retirement, this and stuff like that. This is what he did. And by the way, he also missed two weekends. Yeah. Or yeah. And, and, yeah. and what would be the difference if you have a Checo on a Red Bull if you can the, fight the, for no, a championship? What is it? My, what are, the point exactly. I was saying, what I was saying was is that remember earlier we were talking about that Albon's podium, you know, he got a podium. Mm-hmm. Checo was there. He just missed it by three laps because his engine blew. But he wouldn't, it would not be recognized what he did over time because who yeah. got third place? That? Oh, Albon. Oh, why? Mm-hmm. Oh, remember Checo's engine blew. That's, People, they're not going to see that consistent he was in the front right. there. Well, the smart people see it. Exactly. The people that need to see it is pretty much whoever, mm-hmm. whoever is bringing to it. Whoever the, whoever's, whoever's working them. with Paris to bring to whatever team's table. Yeah. Can you, uh, damn man, like imagine this year and it was Max and Danny Ricardo in that Red Bull. They'd be, not, uh, no, they wouldn't be first in the constructors, but they, they would probably be, be in the same place, but one, two, closer. three, and then Boras may be fourth yeah. as far as the, the driver's be championship. Closer, How crazy yeah. would that be? I don't know. And then uh, speaking of Ricardo, Ricardo and Ocon racing each other, costing each other precious seconds. I mean, the at team, the end, it didn't matter. The, the strategist cost them a better result. We've seen this happen this year, too, like in other, in other they're races. They're kind of afraid to, when Ocon is driving well, they're afraid to call that off. It was clear that Ricardo was faster. And Ricardo said on the radio, he said, why are we racing each other? At that point, when that happened, they were... Uh, they were closer to the Renault, so they could have given Renault a better fight. McLaren. I mean, sorry, they were closer to, to, to McLaren, so they could have, they let the McLarens get way too far ahead. By the time they made that switch, yeah, Ricardo couldn't catch up to them. But if you're closer and you're giving them a fight, you're making them use up their tires, things could have been different because that's the, that's that's what you have to realize too. When you're in a battle, the key is, to battle them so hard where, especially if you're behind, if you can't really overtake because of obviously these cars aren't really good racing each other, the the key is to make them fight and move that car around so they're you uh, so they're losing their grip on their tires so eventually you can make that overtake. Right. And you're exhausting battery. Exactly. In a, in a track like this, that's very important. When with you're in straights. a fight, you, you use up so many more of your resources that's why it's so important if you have a car that is behind, that, uh, let's say you have two cars on the track as a team and one, the car that's behind is clearly faster, let them go by quick because then you're wasting wasting precious seconds 
uh, to fight up to, to, to actual, fight ahead on the actual track, which is, you know time on your tires, everything. It's a package. And this is and this is what I talk about consistency. Uh, uh, Renault, even when they do, when they're in a position to capitalize on points, something like this happens. It's either unreliability or something like this happens where you can't make that call. Right. Let Ricardo go. Go fight with the yeah. with the with the McLarens, so you can at least have a fighting chance. Because anything happens, we can see. This is why they race. This is why we don't. This is why we don't base the results on what analysts think. No, it, what ha, it's what happens on the racetrack, and you have to come through in those situations. Yeah, I, I don't know. All right, so one red flag, two safety cars in this race. Uh, official fan voted driver of the day today was uh, Roman Grosjean. Obviously, we. Hope he's good. Ruben, who would you say was your driver of the day today? Sainz. Carlos Sainz? Yeah. Fifth place finisher. Yeah, I would say. Dude, he... And he did it clean. He did it clean. He fought past Pierre Gasly. He fought past... Uh, A bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, dude. After that second... Uh, after that last pit stop, he actually... Sainz was actually interesting. He changed his tires one, two, three times. He went from a soft lap one when they came in into another soft and then onto mediums and then on lap 39 onto um onto hards so carlos signs yancy who was your driver of the day george russell george um, russell no <laughs> no 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 my driver of the day was paris but an honorable mention to george russell because um he was able to keep uh the ferrari in back of him most of that race to come in, what place did he come in? Like 12th. 12th place. So he was two positions off the point. But my driver of the day was Checo Perez. He drove phenomenal today. So his yeah. engine blew up, man. I agree. So one thing with the George Russell, I'm going to go back to this because it was, again, an awesome interview. Nico Rosberg kept saying, you know how hard it is to maintain your confidence, to maintain that killer instinct when you're on a car, which he was at the beginning between him and Schumacher, that was not able to win. So... Kudos to George Russell for, he hasn't gotten a point yet in his career, but this guy is fighting and he's scrapping every single, again, Mr. Saturday, they call him, because. Yeah. He had a, that that Q2 lap was Dude, unbelievable. Insane. Unbelievable. I mean, insane. he just doesn't have the car, but like, this guy he has putting that his, car in the right places, yep. going through all, he, it was, in, that was a great lap. One of the, it was a really good lap, that Q2 yeah, lap that he had. I, he's there. He yeah. just wants, you know, yeah. let's see how the team is changing, for, you know, the next year, the following year, but. We, if they're gonna, if they want to keep him in that, you know, you know Williams or whatever the name is gonna be called soon, they better. What was it, Doralton? Doralton Capital. Doralton yeah, Capital. if Doralton Capital better bring the capital. <laughs> yeah, no, but he was bounce. he was fighting. I don't I don't think with him would be the money. He wants to win. He wants to win. He wants throughout this race. He was fighting Vettel. Vettel. Um, he just kept him in back, and obviously for even as bad as Ferraris are for uh, a Williams to finish uh, to finish in front of a Ferrari. Kudos to George Russell. He did a doctor. And that, Can you imagine track. if, like, in an alternate universe, it was George Russell going to Aston Martin Racing Point and not Sebastian Vettel? That would be that would have been pretty cool. And uh, you know, a big shout out to uh, to Albon too. He did he he this whole weekend he was solid, and uh, you know he qualified fourth, finished third, got his podium, uh, a second podium. He he drove very well, and obviously uh, that was. Uh, Paris' podium to lose, which he did because of the engine trouble, but he was there to pick up 
the pieces the pieces when everything went awry and that's all you can ask for he's he drove very well this weekend my driver of the day lando norris qualified ninth fought his way up to obviously there were you know a couple of issues about terry Bottas falling back checo perez falling back lance stroll falling back but you have to be there you have to be consistent you have to perform he beat his teammate finished fourth got picked up to 12 points the kid is I am so excited for the future of F1 between Norris, Leclerc, Russell, Gasly, Verstappen. Dude, we are in such good hands. Mm-hmm. One, yeah. <laughs> one thing we didn't talk about. Whenever Hamilton retires. Yeah. Dude, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's like the whole Michael Jordan thing. Like, dude, get out so yeah. everybody else could. One thing we didn't talk about is the marshal running across the front of the... When um, Checo's car went on fire, obviously everybody's at a heightened sen- sense of you know, emotion and adrenaline because of what happened with uh, Roman Grosjean. But the marshal that ran across the track to try and help put out the fire at the Checo Perez, dude, like, you can't do that, obviously. Yeah, uh, Martin La- Brown La- caught La- it right away. Oh, you can't do that. Yeah. La- Lando Norris gave him an award for the bravest person on the track. <laughs> that was, the track. Like, come on, on the track. You can't do that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, they should, they should know better. I don't know. They, they, it's happened a few times already, but they should know better. They shouldn't be, yeah. especially when cars are out on the track like that. Those cars are moving super fast. It doesn't look like it, but yeah. um, on TV. But those cars are going super fast, even if, if there is a safety car. Um, stay put, man. Dude, even in like the pit, what is it? Sixty miles per hour is the. I mean, 80, 80 kilometers, kilometers. 80 kilometers. Yeah. but like they look like they're crawling and in reality like a car going 60 miles per hour on, right next to highway. us it's pretty fast yeah, yeah. well uh, for example uh, uh, i think they said it uh when grosjean crashed um that usually through that corner you're going 130 miles dude. an hour so imagine that and that's not even as fast as they go they go up to 200 miles an hour any uh remaining thoughts on this race boys uh, i mean it wasn't um, it wasn't. A, it was obviously an eventful race. Um, but you know, it was whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just thank God that Grosjean's okay and everybody's fine. <laughs> thank God everybody's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what I got as well. Like just you know, speedy recovery for Grosjean. Hope nothing's nothing major happened. The, the the results did make the battle for third a little bit more interesting going into the last two races. So, um, that's what I'm looking for. I mean, Throughout this race, I was just looking at that battle between, you know, Racing Point, McLaren, and uh, and Renault. So, yeah, we had uh, mentioned it. Uh, just, again, McLaren 171, Racing Point 154, Renault 144. Um, Come on, Renault. Dude, what a disappointment, right? Renault should have been fighting for more, in, in particular in this race because of their speed, but... We'll see what happens the last two races. They should be set up pretty well in the next race. Mm-hmm. They should be set up pretty well in the next race. I don't know how good they're going to be in Abu Dhabi. In Abu Dhabi. Yeah. The, the favorite, I think, has to be racing point. Racing point. Still, yeah. It just so, Stroll's got to get his head out of his butt. Oh, my God. But today, obviously not his fault. Whatever. But I think as, as much as Racing Point has improved this season, You've got to look at the season as its entirety, as a season of missed opportunities. Absolutely. And uh, it's 
and it should, when and when you have a season of missed opportunities, that means that should be a disappointing season considering the car that they have. Let's not only did they lose the 15 points in the constructors, they were the only team that lost a race for COVID. Or not lost a race, but lost drivers two races due to COVID. Mm-hmm. They had a even Hulkenberg's first race. He couldn't even go. They had one car. Yeah. How much would those points make a difference yeah. right now? Pathetic. Not pathetic, but like pathetic, you know? They should be better. They wow. should be better, but when you have a uh it's still a relatively inexperienced team. Uh, this is probably going to go down as a year of gaining experience and probably doing things better, and hopefully they can build on it. They definitely have a solid foundation. They will be the Aston Martin F1 team next season. Um, they're going to have a four-time world champion in that cockpit. And what? And the other guys what? I don't, well, I mean, <laughs> but you, but that, it is what it is. I mean, that's the reason why they're in that position is because of Lance Stroll's father. Yep. So you, what, you're not bringing Lance Stroll? <laughs> then you don't have that. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. It, the The future does look bright. They just, I think as far, I think that the, the issue hasn't been the drivers. I think it's more the team. So once they polish those things up, I think they should be in a better spot. So that's um, Constructors. Drivers' Championship is also really, really, really tightening. So Daniel Ricciardo at 102. for This is for fourth place. Obviously, Boras Verstappen, they are damn near 100 points ahead. But Daniel Ricciardo, 102 points. Sergio Perez in fifth place with 100 points. Sixth place with 98. Charlie! Lando Norris in seventh with 86. Carlos Sainz in eighth with 85. Alex Albon in ninth with 85. Pierre Gasly, 71. So Pierre Gasly obviously dropped off the map. Alex Albon really, really helped himself today. Yeah. In in regards to all that stuff, Lando Norris helped himself as well. And Carlos Sainz, they are all within striking distance of that Formula 1.5 champion. I think in that Formula 1.5 champion is whoever takes the constructor's third place, those drivers will also be, you know, further up. Or that driver, which is pretty much, if Renault takes third place, Ricardo takes fourth. So what you're saying if is if they score the most points, they will be ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Nice analogy, right? <laughs> nice one. Hashtag analysis. Wow. <laughs> Ruben, All right, so what, what do you guys? Thank yeah, you, bro. what do you guys think? You learn right. something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> so we are back in Bahrain. What do you guys think next? Obviously, next two races is Bahrain, Abu Dhabi. Who do you think comes out ahead? So the tightest is the top three guys in Formula One point five: Ricardo, Perez, and Leclerc, separated by four points. I hesitate to say this because our dear friend Yancy is here, but. I think next week is going to be a horror show for Leclerc as far as the car itself. I'm glad you hesitated this time. You haven't been hesitating <laughs> the whole season. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Paris takes it. I think Paris takes it too, man. Yeah. if they, Unless they don't have any um, any mechanical issues or anything like that, I think Paris takes it. 
he's Mr. Consistency, and there's no reason why uh, he should have a big drop-off unless the car doesn't work for him. Um, maybe a few races back, I would have said Leclerc had a good chance, but the way they performed this weekend... I mean, next track, weekend for them will be... It's going to be a horror show because yeah. it's going to be even more straight. So you're going to be even yeah. more... And it's yeah. 88 laps of terror for Ferrari next next week. <laughs> 88 laps of terror? Yeah. Uh, because it's all straight. It sounds like a ride at, at Disney World. It's all straight. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, you're going to hear... If you're driving a Ferrari, you're going to hear... Meow. Yeah. So... Let's jump into it. Our race preview. Obviously, no no history at this um, configuration of the track. Formula One has not raced there. Uh, I'm very, uh, I don't know, like just coming off of the safety issues that we had today, it's going to be really freaking fast. And, you know, Yancey and I and Ruben and a, a bunch of other friends were at Pocono when we saw that uh, really ridiculous accident with uh, what's his name, Robert Wickens. No, we we went the year after. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, but there, but was, there, a big was, there was an accident. There was a big accident on that weekend as well. On with, that weekend uh, as well. Uh, what's his name? The Asian driver. Uh, Takuma Sato. Yeah, yeah, he had a, a bad accident. Oof. And the same turn too. Same turn. Yeah, um, but the year before that was when Robert Wickens literally went off track on everything. Right? He went. He he flew into the air and into the fencing. Yeah. And that's the issue. I mean, that was we're not going to talk about Pocono. That's that's why they're no longer on on the in the car calendar. Tricky very, triangle. Yeah, it's a very dangerous circuit, and they don't update that circuit enough for it to be especially safe. that turn. Especially, I mean, you're going up 200 miles an hour consistently. No, no, I'm talking about especially that turn. This yeah. history, I think, it was like a death as well off of that turn. Yeah, I mean, it's it, you know, uh, it's dangerous. So that's why I say to call to call this track layout an oval is not even close because at least you have some breaking zones um you're not you don't have that on a traditional oval and obviously um the every corner you have some kind of variation of going left and right and over you're going in one turn when you're going into the corners in an oval you're just lifting you're not breaking so you're consistently at 200 miles an hour, which is insane in the oval. So if you go off, you're going straight into that wall. Yep. Um, so this is, this is going to have the fewest turns, I think, in F1 history, I'm pretty sure. Uh, 11 turns uh, for the for the track itself. Actually, I'm not. Let me double check that. But I'm pretty sure I heard that stat. Uh, 3.543 kilometer length. Race distance, 307.995 kilometers, and number of laps is 87. 87, you go. 87 laps. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, what does this track look like to you? If you look at the map, what does it look like to you? I'll let Ruben go first. Well, what I saw after just looking at the track briefly this morning, I did not look at it previously because I know Yancy has said something you know, in, the, in a previous episode. <laughs> but to me, it looks like a old school firefighter helmet. Oh, that's nice. I, I would have never thought that. Oh. We've been showing the picture. <laughs> Yancy, what does it look like to you? To me, it looks like the chocolate frozen yogurt emoji. 
child. <laughs> <laughs> the number two, the number two emoji. Wow, <laughs> the shit emoji. <laughs> That's what it looks like to yeah. me. I see that. I see that. <laughs> for me, it looks like uh, you know, like back in the day, you would for a costume, you would uh, take a blanket, put it over your head, cut the eyes out. And let's ju- it just looks like a ghost with like uh or a person in a blanket with their arms up. Was that the same costume that the uh, T-Rex dinosaur? Was <laughs> <laughs> the T-Rex. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty similar to it. The, so uh, to you it looks like the Super Mario Brothers ghost. Or the Pac-Man ghost. The Pac-Man. That's the what pa- that's, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was the one. That's yeah. that's what I that's think of uh when I when I look at this. Yeah, that's I'm exactly sorry. That's I the think. one, the Pac-Man ghost. Yeah. And then other than that, it looks like a like a freaking like a bonbon, right? Like the top is a little indented and then it's got the the weird shape. Maybe it's a little melted, but uh it looks like a bonbon there. A what? A bonbon is a is a, is a candy, right? It's a little, like a yeah, chocolate, it's a little candy. chocolate. Okay. My bad. Yeah. Um, like I don't know. It's a very. It is, it's not a lot of definition to this uh, track layout, to say the least. So, it, yeah, there's not. Uh, there's not much here to say. Guys, obviously, let uh, us do know. Do you have at Jump to Start F One on Twitter? Let us know. Yeah, I would like to see what you guys think. What What do you think is going to happen next week? These are the fastest F One cars ever. What are your predictions? I think I uh, think I Hamilton just, and Boras one and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Verstappen three. Um I think that we see uh I think we see another strong performance from Albon. I don't think that he will be third. I think that uh, I'm sorry, I don't think that he'll be fourth, but I think that we'll see the racing points if Stroll could keep the car on the track upright. I think that we could see a four or five for for racing point, and then uh, the McLarens right after. That's my prediction. You don't think that the racing points, even in Paris's hands, can overtake the Red Bulls in this track in this layout? I. So we need to be very careful. I don't. I don't have that much faith on that. What 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 we what you asked me is not what is not. I don't think it's the appropriate question. So the the question that Yancy asked me is. Can, in Checo's hands, can the racing point overtake the Red Bulls? No problem, yeah. I don't think that they could overtake Max Verstappen. Mm, interesting. So, yeah, that was pretty much where I was leading on to my predictions. It would be Hamilton Bottas. It's a also between Bottas and, obviously, Max, like it's happening all year, between second and third. But it would be Hamilton Bottas, Max. Fourth would be Checo Paris. I would say fifth, Sainz. Because I, I don't have no belief on Straw or Albon. That's the reason why I put, you know, because of the way the Renault, I mean, the McLaren engine, a McLaren car performed this weekend. That's the reason why I'm the putting... The Renault engine. Yeah, with a Renault engine. That's the reason why I'm putting science there. If not, I wouldn't even put science either. But going from this weekend, obviously, Albon had a strong race. I don't have any any faith from him performing back-to-back. So why science over Norris? Uh, Just because of the, the little thing that he showed. You know, the way he performed today. I believe, even though Norris had a solid race today too as well. Norris finished ahead of him. Yeah, it was, but <laughs> he's, he didn't show me. You know, it it was not highlighted. It seems like the way he got to that you know to that position. Science was more aggressive to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what it was highlighted to us. That was shown to us through the TV. It seems like it was just that he. The only action we saw from Norris was detecting the guy on the track. There's a guy on the track. <laughs> that's the only action we saw from Norris. Did you see any any of the action from Norris today? No. Uh, let's see. Um, so just to go back, 
Mines, Ham, Bottas, Max, Paris, Sainz. Bottas, no, not Bottas. Hamilton, Bottas. One, two. Three go, more spots. I'm going to go Checo. Third. Checo third, okay. Max fourth. Ooh, that's a bold state. That's a bold. Ricardo fifth. fifth. Ricardo fifth. Reynolds run really well where they don't have to go through corners. <laughs> 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 oh man they've uh, shown that I pretty much all season they, they, that engine has actually improved a lot so. gentlemen is there anything else, anything else to say on this uh, somber day obviously aside from hoping that Romain Grosjean is fully okay no just um, obviously we a note to viewers we, want, we this is the race preview because obviously there's not really much to talk about we can cover any major news next week after the race um but yeah i mean uh i i just want to see how this oval works out with these cars that that's really the only thing intriguing me obviously you have the race for a third um that's like not an oval (laughs) yeah 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 we'll see we'll see what happens uh i like to see this is going to be a full-blown night race so it's going to start at night so we're gonna have a later start. Uh, later, so it's gonna be noon for us here. It's gonna be noon for us here in noon um, Eastern, Eastern time in New time York. Here in New York. So yeah, it should be should be fun. Hopefully, we don't get any crazy accidents because of the high speeds. Yeah, like for example, just like obviously every weekend, I'm excited for the weekend to come and see the race. But also, I would love. I'm you know, I'm very itching on seeing how these cars will perform on these high speeds because this is also for the future. Could also you know yeah. Shows a different way the cars behave. And Do you think it's gonna be a good race? Uh, no. How about you? I no, I don't think so. Same here. I think it's just gonna be a train. It's gonna be a train. Yep. Because there's nothing. The uh, what makes ovals interesting is that the cars are closely packed together. And this one, this is this not cannot gonna happen, especially when you have Mercedes up front, right? There's no opportunity to charge the battery. It it's just gonna be no. And there's no. And there's also no. You, you can't follow. It's, nope. It's I don't know, man. It has the potential of being, being like a, uh, like what the French Grand Prix is. Yeah. So can we do like a little toss up and say, are we gonna have at least a safety car next week? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. There you yeah. Go. We're gonna have another ref. We've had a lot of red flags this season. Have yeah. another one? I hope not. Uh, I hope not too. Yeah. All right, so just to wrap this up, guys, everybody, make sure to follow us at Jump to Start F1 on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel, Jump to Start Racing Podcast on YouTube. And obviously, make sure to check our podcast platforms. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Check us out. Leave us a five-star review. Sorry, I missed that. I was drinking some water. What was that again? Podcast platforms are Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. I must I must say, bro, you have really, really improved on that. You do very well. Well, the, the second time you, you put him on the spot, so he read it. The first the first time he did not read it, he just said it off the top of his head. <laughs> I, I am, I am uh, motivated by the Nico Rosberg, how, how he focused so hard on improving. That's what I do as well. Thank Focus you. Focus on all the details. Again, at Jump to Start F1 on Twitter and Instagram. Please follow us. Um, 
that's pretty much it, guys. See you next week. Peace. Peace.